Welcome into Unanchored Boston, the special Meatball Monday podcast. Hank Morris, along with Butch Stearns, Lynchy, Loby, Bob is in a remote location. It's kind of like in the Bat Cave. We can't tell you where he is. But gentlemen, um, it's a holiday week. It's the season of giving, not the season of giving somebody a headache or an agita on the Sunday before. But uh, good Monday morning to you all. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Bob, Bob is finally in the witness protection program, and um, we well, cannot reveal it. Where we, Bob, don't tell us where you are, but you are in the protection program, right? I am, and I appreciate that you guys were able to track me down so easily, so I need to redo that. Yeah, Jacoby Myers <laughs> and um, Ramondre Stevenson might be looking to come to your location. I just saw him walking down the hall, actually. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're oh. gonna. We're going to give hints all the whole show long where Bob might be. <laughs> so It'll be like one of those scavenger hunts. Yeah, like where's Waldo? You find the, if you find the prize, you get the scavenger. <laughs> Lynchy and Loby, let me ask you this question, because I said to Hank, this obviously is worthy of a slug. And over the years in Patriots history, as we all know all too well, we've had, and I'm sure this list is not complete, but roughing the passer, Snowplow game, the tuck rule, the butt fumble, the 28 to 3 comeback, both the Malcolm Butler pick and the Malcolm Butler benching, and the Miami miracle. So, do you guys have a worthy name for what happened in Las Vegas yesterday? Well, isn't the Miami miracle Flutie? No, no, that no. was that was the uh, miracle in Miami. The Miami <laughs> miracle was the Dolphins beating the Patriots with Gronk at defensive back. Yeah, that was December 9th, 2018. Got it. I came up with um, a play on the lateral ladder hell, is what ladder hell was not bad. I got ladder one. That hell. I got one that I think Loby and Lynchy will like. The lateral hazard game. Not like bad, that. bad which Not bad. The gentleman from Harvard. But you get to play out of a lateral hazard. What about so. what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. This is an obvious question, but I don't think I've ever seen anything really like that. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind, and it's so different, is the ball going through Buckner's legs because it was so. It is, you know what? I'll give you another one. That's really good. That is, that is a comparable, a fairly comparable, but also the Grady Little moment at uh, not taking Pedro out against the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that, that was more of a, that was more of a slow burn. You know, Pedro Pedro stayed in and gave up one, and then gave up another. And gave, I'm just saying, in terms of naming one of those moments in Boston sports history, yeah. I think whether it's the Buckner thing or the Grady Little thing, I think they kind of go hand in hand. And I also think that this is right up there with them. It was just stunning, though. It was just stunning. I mean, I don't know. What are your guys' takeaways from it? Well, obviously, they they. They lost their composure, and I think they thought that they were trailing rather than tied. Um, both uh, uh, Stevenson and Jacoby Myers, because, you know, you wouldn't do that if you remembered that the score was tied and you head into overtime. Right. Um, and I, I just think that happened. And it's so un-Belichick-like, or we say unpatriot-like. If this happened before the year... Um, 1996, we'd say very 
they're very patriot-like because we've seen a thousand different things like that. But since they went to the Super Bowl with Parcells going forward, it's not very patriot-like. And um, I'm just, I mean, that, that, you can name a half dozen things in that game that were unpatriot-like, but that one right there was just, it was just Jacoby Myers and Stevenson thought that they were losing and they were in desperation. Don't go down with the football and just keep it alive. And that's what they did. So, okay, put yourself in a press conference after the game last night. Uh, it was on 38. Yeah. Right after the game was on Fox. What a bonanza that was for you guys, Bush. Yeah. Bonanza. After the game, okay, it's on 38, then the post-game show. The question is asked, you know, to a predictable Belichick. Of course, he was the show. He had to wade through all those players to get the Belichick. He says, please, you guys just shut up. Say what you're going to say and shut up and let's get to the coach. Someone's not fair to those other guys, you know, to have them put them through it, have them ask questions. No, not, not at all. You know, it's just like it's just like some kind of warm-up act for the real show. Yeah, they perp yeah. walk them. Yeah, good. So Belichick comes out and predictable. I mean, it is his show. It's predictable, you know. I now I now call who is throwing dishes, Coach Emeritus. Not only not the coach, Coach Emeritus, because I think that's what he thinks he is right now. He's Yoda. He thinks he's Yoda, you know, and is there to advise, you know, let the force be with you. But the reality is, he says, and all he really basically said is, we teach awareness. What was his words? His uh, no um, situational, 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 exactly. Football, situational football, all the time. Well, if you're teaching situational football all the time, maybe your teaching methods aren't correct, because obviously, you're not getting it. And I get three examples, not just that, not just the Jacoby Myers moment, but also the first series of the of the. Oh my goodness! The first series where they're on the goal line, they call a timeout. Uh, for whatever reason, and then they get it offside, and now they're backed up to a five. Now they instead of a field, instead of a touchdown, they get a field goal. First series, right? Yep. And then the other one was when Belichick runs down the sideline, calls a timeout after they score a touchdown, and that's taken away from them. Right? Yep. Yeah. Coach Emeritus comes down and says, "I didn't like what they saw, so that's why I called the timeout." And, and then they ended up scoring a touchdown on that play. So much for that. So those are my three situations. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Just um. I got. I want to. For dinner tonight. No, don't worry. I won't be here for dinner. No. I'm not staying for dinner. Are you the Bob LaBelle, the newscaster? I am actually. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Would you like to meet my friends? No, they can't. I'm not on camera. Yes. Hi. What's your name? We can I'm turn sorry. the camera on for her. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Well, <laughs> Joanne. You are. I am actually. Joanne. Oh my gosh! Someone, someone downstairs was asking me. I'm on, I'm you were married to Susan Warren. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You know what's funny? What's like, um, you guys were in. The Susan's a good guest. There were a bunch of them. My parents were. Right. Oh, how interesting! Really, I hadn't heard yeah. that one before. Yeah, I wonder if she knows otherwise. All right. So no dinner. No thanks. All right. Take care. You're so sweet. Thank you so this much. This is a Larry David episode right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like when he goes to see Richard Lewis in the hospital. Listen to the creaky door, too. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Oh All my. right, turn that back off, will okay, you? Just, uh, don't turn it off? Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my well, God. Is that a moment or what? You should have turned the camera on then. 
You think I had her come in here and say that, didn't you? Don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's you beautiful. think I paid her to come in here and say that? I said, okay, at ten forty-two or whatever we're taking this, <laughs> knock on the door, come in, and just say what you yeah. said. Pretend you know who I am. You didn't hear what she said after that. What I did? Says you, you what? You, I was in divorce court at the same <laughs> time you were in my parents. No, she said my parents were in divorce court. The same time as you and Susan Warner. <laughs> oh, God. You just said that. That's the first time I'd ever gotten, I heard that. <laughs> no. I, was, I was waiting for her to say, well, maybe I'll be your next wife. Yeah, well, that would have been a welcome. This, <laughs> is de this is definitely a Larry David. You know, this it was nice, though. Curb your enthusiasm episode. Nice that somebody, you know, 30 years old knew who you were, Bob. But that's, yeah. in, that's encouraging. I like that. It was kind of, she was, she was delightful. But that was pretty good. What, uh, uh, what, what I'm curious, what was the dinner anyway? Did you ask? Uh, no, I, I can almost tell you about what. No, I don't know what it was. That's a good question. Why didn't I stay for dinner? Well, hit the, the hit the button again. Bring yeah, it back. Applesauce, a little applesauce. You, you want the button? Tell me to turn the button on. I'll turn the button on. I'll turn it off. <laughs> you know, one no, time... I meant the button to call the nurse. Yeah, I know what you meant. One time I was getting a uh, colonoscopy at, at, Win at Winchester Hospital before I started going up to Mass General. And this, this nurse came in. She turned her head sideways like this. She goes, aren't, hey, aren't you Mike Lynch? Aren't you Mike Lynch for Channel 5? And I go, yeah, that's me. Ah. Ah, you sure y'all? Well, I watch you all the time. My parents all want my My father's going to be so excited to meet you. Well, good. Tell me today. And then you winked at her? Oh, I don't remember. I think I went. I'm blank after that. <laughs> okay, can we get back to the football here now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey we're not the one that had the, you know, the. the so, uh, Bob, here's the, here's the question. We're all painting this picture that Belichick's not the same coach. Let's go. Coach down. Yoda. That's it. Coach Yoda. Okay, let's not go down the. For the sake of this argument right now, let's not go down the Brady Belichick rabbit hole, even though it's a defining point. For both of them, they both they both went it. down in flames yesterday. I get it. I get it. But let's Good. not go down the Belichick without Brady rabbit hole because we all know that's a legit argument because Brady won a Super Bowl and Belichick has not built a competitive team without him. However, here's some things. I guess my real question to you guys about this is, what are you doing if you're Robert Kraft? Because if you look at just yesterday's game, but then look at the last three years, yesterday's game is not an anomaly. It's not the exception. It's the rule. They had 13 penalties. They did things. You said sorry, it right. Hang on a second. They, yes, dear. Oh, we were going to wash you up. Is it a bad time? Bad time to wash me up. All right. Yeah, thank you. No we'll turn the He's camera back. back on, Bob. Shut up, man. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They did, they did things that other teams always did. They had ever. a blocked punt. They had a call go against them. I mean, how many calls did they get go for them? The tuck rule on down. They had 13 penalties, and as you just explained, Bob, took away two touchdowns because they had a timeout and a penalty in the red zone. Their defense had to score the first touch. So what are you doing if you're Robert Kraft here? Aren't you having a heart-to-heart -heart with him at the end I of the I know year? what I'm going to do. There are two guys that I want to call, Ernie Adams and Dante Scarnecchia. Because if you look, those were two guys that were sorely missed yesterday. And maybe we didn't give them enough credit for what they did for Belichick and his great coaching legacy. I think I think they're in a really tough spot because Bill's showing no inclination that he's going to retire. And 
you really have to question what's been going on for three years now. He's the one who loves to stand at the podium and say, if it doesn't work, blame me. Well, we're blaming him now. And rightfully so. He's got an undisciplined team. He's got, it appears to be from the outside, somewhat of a mutiny going on led by his quarterback. And by the way, I've been the one defending Mac here and I'm still a Mac guy, but what a horrible game yesterday for him at every single level. Okay, he on 40% of his passes. Hi. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fresh you up. That's okay. I don't need to be fresh up. Just to, <laughs> no. You should do half hour. Huh? Half hour? Half hour is going to be busy. Blood oh. sugar. Okay, I can't. I can't do it now. Okay. I'm sorry. I just have to stay stinky. Uh, no, you're not going to stay stinky. No, I don't think so. I'm <laughs> going to try to come back. Okay. I'm fighting over him. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, guys. I'm kind of jealous that two different women wanted to come in and clean you up. That's pretty impressive. Hey, you know what? Get it. Get over it. Hey. I'm sorry. Here's the deal. Butch, here's what you do. What do you do? You make your son, Jonathan, president and CEO of the team, and he fires Belichick. It doesn't matter. Jonathan runs the team anyway right now. Well, then he fires Belichick. Well, but do you fire Belichick? Do you want to be the guy that let both Brady and Belichick go? They don't care. They well, don't let, care. Let Brady go. Mike's right. Mike, what, Mike, what would you do? I thought, well, we always used to have a saying when I did the Patriots, when they played a 16-game schedule, that Kraft and the relationship is so icy that Kraft actually needs him. But Bill Belichick is only two seven and nine seasons away from being fired and that's that was that was a pretty much the consensus among everybody that all belichick all craft needed was two nine seven and nine seasons to let him go because the two of them just they never really got along and you know uh they both needed each other craft needed uh, belichick more than belichick needed craft but you know now we're getting back to that I don't want to say we're getting Cleveland-like when he coached the Cleveland Browns, but it, it's 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 turning that way. They are they are doing things that I am just mystified. I mean, the body language on Mac Jones on every single series, how disgusted he is with the offense, how disgusted he is with the communication, the play calling. With um, well, there was one scene where um, Matt Patricia was down on one knee with a tablet, and he was going over uh, something that happened in the last last series. And Matt Jones is like looking all over. He isn't even looking at him. He isn't even looking anywhere in his direction. I wish I wrote down the time of day when it happened, but it was there. And you can see it. I mean, the body language is, is awful by Matt Jones. Not to mention, he goes down easier than Drew Bledsoe ever went down. I mean, he takes sacks. It's beyond belief how bad, how bad he is. He has no foot speed. He's not elusive at all. Dan Marino, even Tom Brady had more, more, was more aloof. Uh, from from uh, from getting getting sacked than Mac Jones is, and even right before the play, the lateral, before that hazard, they're at the 45, 45 yard line. You're thinking, all right, how about Hail Mary? He doesn't have the arm strength, according to the coach. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what Belichick said after the game. It was too far away to throw. What from the forty five yard line? So he doesn't have foot speed. You know, he's accurate between uh, seven and nine yards. I mean, he had a couple of horrible misses yesterday. 
the terrible body language, the disrespect, and Butch, I'm going to give you crap because last week, and you admitted it this week, you know, you've been defending him, say, listen, he's a winner. He comes from a winning program. You know, he's frustrated. He's trying to be a leader. Now I look at him like a petulant punk, the way his, his body language. And what does that tell the rest of the players? I mean, they basically have called out the coaching staff also. That would never, ever, 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 ever happen while Tom Brady was here. Think how about well, how much reverence they had for Coach Belichick. I now go back to a famous soundbite on the sidelines. I think you guys remember this. Brady was standing next to Belichick with his helmet off and his hands on his hips, and Belichick was mic'd up, or they caught it on the sidelines, and they were playing New Orleans. And Belichick said to Brady, I just can't get to these guys. I you remember that one? I can't get these guys to do what I want them to right, do. Right, right. So I think of that moment. So I just brought thought of that when you said that, and it never, ever happened with Brady. It did, according to that soundbite. It did, but somehow they always righted the ship. Somehow. I'm, I'm talking about, I mean, the way they commit penalties, the body language, not so much just the play on the field. The I mean, forget about that. Calling out really the coaching staff. But the mistakes, it's all on the coaching. It's all on the coaching. Wait a minute, the, the, man, the, the, man, the man behind the curtain is trying to say something. What, what do you say there, uh, Bob? Uh, the situational teaching isn't uh, – Situational football teaching isn't exactly working, is it? Never has. Hey, what well, might we forget? Forget about the end of the game at halftime. What was what was all? I'm sure we all had the same sentiment at halftime. They stayed out there. Did, did they actually practice in the desert? Did they have right. any practice this week at all? Because that was the most that was the most un, uninspiring first half of football that I think they've had all they said season. They had two long. days off. No, that's that's what, what, no I'm telling you what the announce what the play-by-play guy said that they had uh, uh, two days off. He said that they had a couple days off in the last two weeks, and he said yes. that, he said that there were some players who didn't think they were being coached hard enough. Just the fact that they're saying stuff like that is so on Belichick like. But Mike, I think I'm going where you were going. Forget the last play. This game was lost long before that. The Raiders wanted to give this game away, and the Patriots weren't worthy of taking it. They were giving this game away. How about the punt? They, 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 they went, the ball was snapped, and three guys had their backs to the center of the offensive line. They're looking back at the punter, and all of a sudden the, the ball got snapped, and they blew right by him, and they blocked the punt. And when does that ever happen? Never, never, ever, ever. How about the How long has Cardona been the long snapper? Five, six oh, years now? Oh, longer yeah. than that. Longer, right? Ten? Yeah, yeah. I'd have to look it up. He's but, fine. Yeah, he's been around for a while. One, one other thing, which we're stunning, go all the way back to the first series. Johnny Smith was lighting up. Yes. He did not even know the play was run. He's yes. turning around. His back was to the line of scrimmage, and they're running the play behind him, and he isn't moving. Yes. And he, got he didn't even start. know the play was going. All start. Yes. How I'm much gonna... of that? How amazing was that? How much of that, or is it the plays coming in slower than they're used to? I think that's on Mac Jones. He does a lot of complaining, but I don't think he knows how to read that card in his wrist. I hate those cards. That'll be illegal, well, you know. I think that's you, you, for the Mac Jones uh, detractors. Yesterday is a good game for you because that play exactly, Bob. 
that's a quarterback sneak. He wants to do it quickly, but you got to make sure everybody's set before you do that. You can't, it's useless if nobody's, if they're all not set. Oh, by it's the way, Johnny, we're running the play now. <laughs> by the way, I agree, but I agree. It was, I mean, yeah, really. I'm not – this is going to be a stupid Brady comment, but forget Brady. Even even anybody, even Zach Wilson would look and see if his people are lined up. Anybody would check and see if his, his tight end is ready to go. And obviously, unless it's not going to your tight end, you got you know, you got a team. You're, you're quarterback and team, not just you in the center. You're right, Mike. Mike. Mike, you gave us some insight into the relationship between Belichick and Kraft. And you also said two, seven, and nine seasons away. Well, they're there. I mean, there's still three games left to play, but he was seven and nine two years ago. Mac Jones had one of the best rookie seasons ever, for whatever it's worth, under Josh McDaniels and him. And they made the playoffs. They weren't contenders, as we found out very quickly. But now all of a sudden, they're they're on their way to seven and ten. They're not going to be favored in any three of the games they have left. None. They're playing the three besides Kansas City. They're playing three of the best contenders in the AFC to finish the season. The Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills. <laughs> so where are we right now at the end of the season? It is, uh, Belichick. I think they win one of these games, and I think it's Miami because I think Miami will uh, – the division game will tend to – I don't know. I think if they're going to win one, it's Miami. Uh, I think that's New Year's Day. Is there any chance we see Bailey Zappi? That's a good question now. That's a really good question. Yeah, but I think that's less of a question than Belichick question. Is Belichick back next year? Well, but yeah. is it but wait a minute, Bob. Isn't that a Belichick question? If he goes to Zappi now and gives up on Mac, isn't it after sticking with him and by his actions admitting he made a mistake in the Bears game by taking him out? If he goes back to him now, isn't he sending a message? That he's not my guy, I don't think that's too just too much of a stretch. If he goes, I'm, I'm, Butch, I'm not saying it's the right or wrong decision. I'm, I'm not. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You're probably right, but I think both. If he's you know beholding the craft, whoever whoever let Brady leave town, whether it was Belichick or Kraft, is responsible for letting Brady leave town. Which one was it? I think it was both. Mike, the HC of the NEP, HC of the NEP. And you think Robert wanted to keep him? Robert has deferred all football decisions to Bill Belichick, and with good reason. He gave him six Super Bowls, you know, his his litany of of, uh, of accomplishments. And Robert just has, sometimes has to bite his tongue and step back and say, uh, uh. But that's the way it's been because he's been so successful. That's why he was two nine and seven seasons away from parting company with the, with with the Crafts and the Patriots. So I got it. But why are you absolving Kraft of blame? If isn't he complicit in letting Brady go? If, if Belichick said I'm going to let him go, he's the no. only. Couldn't have you stepped in and said it's no? Not so much that it's Brady the player. It's the symbolism of of what it is. It's the fact that he was such an important and popular player. It's not that he. They might have been nine and seven, or seven to nine with Brady. Who, who knows? I'm just saying it's not. That's not the issue because Brady was such a great player at the time. Great player, yes, but at the time, 
who knows? Whether the head coach was, was so jealous of him, was the head coach figured he could win without him. Uh, you tell me. I don't know. I really would like to know. Oh, it's clear. It, I think it's clear that he thought he could win without him because this isn't – Tom Brady's father said it to Tom Curran about 10 years ago. When Bill Belichick's done with my son, he's going to get rid of him like he did everybody else, like Lawyer Malloy, like Logan Mankins, like Mike Vrabel, like Willie McGinnis. He's going to get rid of him a couple of years too early instead of a couple of years too late. And he did just that. Brady's father knew. He was right. So I think you nailed it, Bob. I think he thought he could win without him. Big mistake. Big mistake. Let me ask you guys this. For a guy who is consumed with getting into the Hall of Fame, Robert Kraft, do you think that these three past seasons with Bill Belichick, and especially this season, is he worried maybe about his ownership legacy as looking as like a weak owner who, you know, can't make a decision now because you've got supposedly the GOAT, the greatest coach of all time, and the results aren't there. And now it's becoming embarrassing the way the team, I mean, people are laughing at this team. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, it's the lead video on every sportscast today in America. Yeah, but my quick answer that he's worried about his legacy is yes, because I think Kraft is, but it's not going to make a difference. It's not. I mean, Belichick is following the path of a lot of great coaches who were 500 coaches at the end of their career, and it didn't affect their legacy. Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, Don Shula, they were all they, – they all didn't – they didn't go out on top. Right. I'm talking about Kraft worrying about his own ownership legacy. Does it make him look like a weak owner if he doesn't pull the plug? Yeah, but when you say legacy, I guess I guess I'm misunderstanding the question. Well, he's, no, he wants to be in the – he thinks – I think he's in the Hall of Fame no matter what, no matter how it ends from here. Yeah, but he wants to go in alive, right? <laughs> well, uh, Butch, Jonathan comes to Robert and says, I want to get – I'm not going to – I want Belichick out of here. Is that the way it works? I think so. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean – Mike is right. He's deferred to Belichick and gave him full power after Parcells complained about not being able to shop for the groceries. So he did it. It led to six Super Bowl championships, nine Super Bowl appearances. And so he's not bit the hand that feed him. And that was a big part of the Brady decision. But but I bet you Jonathan has more power with Robert than than Bill does. Well, I agree. With it's you. his son. Is there any chance that Bill Belichick doesn't want to be back next year? Sure. Sure there is. Sure. Maybe he wants to get fired so he gets paid. That's true. Do, do we really know what his contract is? We heard this year it's $20 million, but is it does it end this year? Is it over this year? I think he, 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 he has structured. He can get out anytime he wants, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, he's just earned that right. I mean, he's he's he holds the hammer. Um and he can leave when he wants to leave. However, he can also be fired as well. He may have to be paid, but but he can be fired. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Parcells used to have an old saying. He says, oh, he says, uh, you know, they, he says, you know, when the boat's taking on a little bit of water, you'll watch all the rats run trying to get off the ship. <laughs> well, they're, they're taking some water right now. And let's see what happens in the last three weeks. Let's see. Who starts melting off? Let's see who starts griping. Let's see who's who's just lays down, doesn't doesn't play anymore. 
let's see what happens this last three weeks. Belichick may get may get them to respond, but they get three three tough games. I mean, other than the Kansas City Chiefs, they're they're, they're playing three best teams in the AFC mm-hmm. right now. And hey, our podcast, as always, brought to you by Our Best Foods and Our Best Meatballs, Cold Springs RV up in Ware, New Hampshire, and George Gray's Lexington Toyota. And we're doing the show on a Monday, Eatball Monday. And there are plenty to choose from. All right? So Our Best Foods and Our Best Meatballs. If there was ever a day that you needed a little comfort, it was yesterday watching that football game. And nothing brings you comfort, especially during the holiday season. Perfect. And by the way, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends that are watching and listening to Unanchored Boston. Hanukkah is underway. But if you want to celebrate Christmas Eve, you got people coming over, you want it easy, you want it delicious, Our Best Meatballs. And they're easy to find. You go to ourbestfoods.com, you download the coupon, and who doesn't need to save money during the holiday season? Then you go to your local favorite grocery store, you walk into the frozen food section, you look left, you look right, you look for the smiling chef, Pablo Bell. And then what do you do next, Lynchy? Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. When you look That's right, right. <laughs> there he is, right here, Pablo Bell. Bob, what, what uh, did the girl, the woman that came in, say they were having meatballs for lunch today? Yeah, I've already ordered them. That's all taken care of. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just, just double check. Awesome. I'll help you out. Thanks. Thank you. That was good. The smiling <laughs> chef. That he'll give you something to smile about <laughs> this uh, post Sunday football Monday. So. Do yourself a favor, load up, because you're going to have a lot of people back. Like one of my daughters lives in D.C. She's coming home. A lot of her friends are going to come over and visit, right? We're going to have a lot of people around. I'm loading up our best meatballs. They're so good. Love it. Our best foods and our best meatballs. And uh, I'm going to start first with my meatball of the week, and it has nothing to do with American football. It's international football and FIFA. How you can determine... A World Cup championship with penalty kicks is beyond me. Would you use a three-point contest to settle the NBA championship? Would you use home run derby? At least the NHL, right? They use the shootout during the regular season. At least they're smart enough when they get to the playoffs and go, no, no, no. We go to sudden death overtime. You play the game. And after a great comeback by France against Argentina, tied it up 3-3, to lose in penalty kicks, FIFA, my meatball of the week. I'll give you that. It didn't deter from that, to me, that game living up to the hype, though. Rarely does a world championship game, a Super Bowl, a World Series, NBA, whatever, really does a game live up to the hype? I think that lived up to the hype. You had two of the best players in the world going head-to-head against each other that went to the very last drop. I agree with you, Hank, that it's kind of, foolish to decide it with penalty kicks or a three-point contest or whatever you want to call it. Wouldn't you have preferred to see either of those two guys decide it playing on the field? Yeah, but in the mystery time. We wouldn't have known when it was going to end in the mystery time. What what do you guys do? Like uh, like you you help all these contingency plans uh, at at Fox 25 when you're going to join network programming. You don't know when the damn game is going to end, right? Well, they, but here's the thing, Lynchy. They were on in daytime, 10 and 2, Eastern. Yeah. So even the, even the game that's supposed to end at 4, if it end, we don't have a newscast till 5, it's not going to go to, I don't know. They could add an hour of mystery time. You're right. That's, yes. Yeah. Could add an hour of mystery time. Well, they had to get out on Fox because of their contract with the NFL. 
You know, they Bob, did. I just I just noticed something when when you talk, Bob. The um, the icon. Vibrates. Yeah, it's it's like it's like really? it, yeah yeah. Well, it's kind of, cool. You're kind of like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. You really are. You really are. Well, well maybe just keep it that way. <laughs> I was thinking like more like E.F. Hutton. When... Well, what's your meatballs? Uh, go ahead. No, I'm waiting for you, Butch. What's the meatball? Oh, boy. I, I mean, it's too easy. It's Belichick. It is too easy. It's Belichick. Belichick's the meatball. He's the meatball because he asked for it. He said, if things don't go right, then blame me. And like Mike said, and we all sort of backed up, this game was lost long before that last play. They did not deserve to be even in this game. I don't know what that says about Josh McDaniels as a head coach. I don't know what it says on the graphic they threw up there on the screen yesterday when the Patriots started coming back and said that he's lost four games this year when they led in the second half and teams have come back. But like 10 points or more. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so so I got to give it to Belichick. He deserves it. He deserves no, it. No, the uh, the Raiders. The Raiders lost four games where they had a ten point lead in the second half. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You you lost to the guy who just couldn't wait. His team by what he's done all year couldn't wait to give you the game, and you somehow lost that game, and gave up a fourth and ten, which nobody's talking about. That would have ended the game. They would have had three nail downs. They had a fourth and ten. And by the way, there was a great throw. Yeah. Derek Carr, he threw it to his fourth receiver, that kid, Matt Collins, because everybody else was double covered. Yeah. But the only good play he made all yesterday, he was awful. They he, had wasn't that. Bad, he wasn't as bad as Mac Jones. So my, my meatball is Belichick. Yeah, the, the, the World Cup, um, they, they had to go to a shootout because they only have four years to get ready for their next game. <laughs> so they, they, did, they don't have enough, a big enough window to, uh, no. to, to play, play. What's the matter, Butch? <laughs> Mark your calendar for July, Michael. The Women's World Cup's coming. Oh, my God. I, 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 so I don't have enough time to come down from the high of this World Cup and get I'll back. Stop Let me tell you something. That's sarcastic. That was very right. sarcastic and very unkind and called for, by the way. Just neat. <laughs> really. Neat. There are most people on this planet will look at yesterday as the greatest single sports event they'll ever witness. Yes. People on this planet will look at yesterday's, whether it was decided by penalty kicks or what, that was the rule going in, that was the rule going out. They will say that was the most exciting and, and special sporting event you could ever have any place, any time in the world. And I don't think they'd be wrong. You have, you know, oh, Michael, come on. Oh, sorry. That is not right. I know you can see me. And I'm going to say I'm with him. You had had five goals. What more do you want? Bob, to back you up, all you had to see is those cutaway shots in Buenos Aires and Paris. The Eiffel Tower almost came down for crying out loud. I'm telling you, it was. they will say that. And they won't be wrong. You have to take a look at the the fact that they had those great players, Mbappe and Messi. Messi. Yeah. The fact that. Those guys came through in spades, both of them, for their own sides, if that's what you want to call them, not teams. So, I'm so just what, saying, all right. what? what was it like? Was it was it like bird and magic? Was it like uh it's a Ali good question, Mike. Was that's, it uh I mean like you know, give me a comparison. The 
you know, was it Celtics Lakers? Was it uh, Ohio State Michigan? What, what, what was it? What was it akin to? In terms of our emotions compared to, you know, the way the other no, people two, in the world two think the, about it, it, it was the Titans of the Red this Sox sport. and Mets in 1986. That's what it was akin to. It well, it was the Red Sox and Yankees um, playing game, you know, game four uh, here at Fenway Park. It was akin to those kinds of those kinds of moments for us. So then it's akin to the Super Bowl for us beating beating uh, St. Louis back in the um, you know 2001. That's what it was akin to. But for them, this was over the moon. But but what are the odds of scoring on a penalty kick? I mean, what's the percentage? Uh, I think it's yeah. I was going to say about eighty nine percent. I think it's it's like three quarters, seventy five percent. Oh, it's got to be higher than that. Uh, I think it's one out of four or one out of five is blocked, believe it or not. You're our World Cup, you're, you're World Cup expert. I don't have those numbers, Mike. I'm sorry. My analysis those. is beyond the numbers. I don't live by just the numbers. It's a, it's a feeling. <laughs> it's I emotion. If I ask Sherry, what's the question I want to ask her? Sherry, what? I don't want to know the question you want to ask her. I, don't I have the answer. 77.29 is I the told conversion. You. What is it? 77.29 percent. Penalty kicks are converted. Yeah. Wow. I was going to have Bob ask the lady who's going to come up and give him a sponge bath. Oh, I was just going to ask, sir. Hey, sir. Mike, you brought up a good question, though. For those of us who can't appreciate it, Americans, a lot of them, what do we compare it to? Because I'm trying to think of two of the sports best players that went head to head. For I mean, it had to be Russell and Chamberlain, right? Ali Frazier. Well, Ali Frazier. It was Ali Frazier. Because it has more. Because that has more of an international. Um, Ali Frazier. Ali Frazier. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to be partial. I'm going to take Ali Frazier every time. I mean, there's more action in in one half of one round of Ali Frazier. I understand what you're saying, Mike. I understand what you're saying and why you're saying it. You Just understand? A broader it? appeal. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine Angelo Dundee? Or no, he was the trainer. Who was the famous ref? Uh, Mills Lane. Who? Mills Lane. Uh, Mills, Mills Lane. Can you Richard imagine Steele? Mills Lane coming into the ring and sticking a yellow card in uh, <laughs> Joe Frazier's face? <laughs> Let's get it on. Let's get it on. You know who Mills we should um, tip our caps to in terms of uh, meatball of the week would be those. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, by the way. Oh, my goodness. How about, you want to talk about legacies? Matt Ryan now owns the worst uh, collapse in playoff history and the worst collapse in regular season history. 28-3 is nothing now. Poor guy. Right. Poor guy. I actually so wondered yesterday if that 28-3 meme is going to be dead now. So Saturday was hired on a Wednesday and it'll be fired on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Who's your who's your favorite quarterback to watch in the NFL? Is it Josh Allen or is it Patrick Mahomes or is it a dead heat? Well, what's about Jalen Hurts? He's not chopped liver. Yeah, but I, I I like these two guys one one two or one one and one a. I'll tell you, I might be they are one and one a. I'm not going to take away from them, but who's rising on the charts rapidly? And Gronk said it last year. If I could play for any young quarterback today, it's Joe Burrow. Yesterday, Brady scored two quick touchdowns. They were up 17 to nothing. Yep. In the second half, Burrow scored four 
touchdown passes, and he drilled them all. And Brady yep. threw two picks that was complicit in it. It was, the, I mean, it was right in front of us to pass. The other thing about Burrow is shortly before halftime, Burrow had 49 yards passing, like with two minutes left in the first half. Well, then like he executed to perfection in the first half by keeping the, Cincinnati uh, off the field. But was that tremendous? I just wish it snowed earlier in Buffalo, but uh, but that was like you know a game you want to be watching in mid-December in Buffalo, snow falling, people throwing snowballs at the at at, at the Dolphins. It was tremendous, and the thing went uh, went to um, right down to the final gun. Snow angels. It was spectacular. I loved it. Loved it. Bob, did you nope. give your meatball yet? I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Only because of the way the whole had, had you know, not the, because he didn't tackle former Patriot Chandler Jones. By the way, why can't we get players like that? Former Patriot Chandler Jones. <laughs> didn't, did he? Was he there? Uh, the reality did... was Mac Jones could have tackled them, but that's not because. It's because of those other things we mentioned. The first, first series of the game. I thought, I mean, we'd be talking about that if it wasn't for that, that stupid play at the end of the game, we'd be talking about that first series and how disorganized they were when they got the money in, into where they cashed the, cashed the checks. They, I, the quarterback to me, and I think his behavior on the field, as I think it was Lynch, he pointed out, was, you know, un, un, Unbefitting a quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, absolutely. Or a whiny, or like a whiny little guy, okay, or a whiny big guy, but just a whiny guy. I'm surprised they didn't pull him aside and say, "Listen." I'm, well, yeah, and he, you know what? I breath. think more of the problem that's been with their play calling and their time use of the clock and everything else has been Jones. And I, don't you love Belichick? Well, love him, Coach Emeritus. That's you know that's his status. Yeah, but the fact the fact is he can't throw it that far. Why didn't you throw a hail mary? Well, he can't throw it that far. Yeah, <laughs> Bob. What the fact that he gets away with that isn't that just give us some insight into how dysfunctional things really are? Yes, you're right, Butch. I mean, right. There's how, a, there's how is he allowed? The correcting the behavior. How is he allowed to act like that? I think. I don't know. I think when you're coach emeritus, you're not the coach. In fact, you're overlooking, the, you're overseeing the coach. You're not the you're not the the professor in the classroom. You're the president of the university. Period. Was, was Chandler Jones the guy that showed up at the police department? With yes. Norwood Police Department. All right. All right. He with was no, on, with, no pants he, on, right? He, he was naked. Who yeah. was that? He was Chandler naked. Jones. He supposedly was using that uh, synthetic, uh, marijuana, synthetic right? marijuana, yeah. And he showed up without any synthetics on. <laughs> He's pretty fast with his clothes on. I mean, I got a call that night about that. He's a beast. Like, hey, I just want to let you know, Chandler Jones just showed up in the Nova Police Department naked. I'm like, what? Yeah. Do you have any pictures? Do you have anybody that can prove it? And I'm like, that was, wasn't that overnight, Saturday, and Sunday morning? I yeah, think. it was late at night, and I was like. <laughs> Okay, then the story came out, and I could talk about it. I didn't even want to report that. Hey, I saw Chandler Jones naked. Oh, you didn't want to go to the tape. <laughs> hey, yeah, before, the tape. before we before we say goodbye, I don't know, I don't know how. Hey, wait, wait, we, we got to say we got to talk about our um, 
uh, the boat wrap. Fifty bucks a month. He can't wrap it up. Well, yet. all I could think of is yesterday is that if he had the number on the top of his head, Belichick may have called, all right, to Cold Springs RV up in Ware, New Hampshire, to say, hey, listen, can you get one Where? of those RVs out here to Vegas quickly? Because I'd like to take it home by myself. All right. Now, if you'd like to go to Vegas, but you don't have to go to Vegas, you can go to Florida. You can go to Canton, Ohio, to the Football Hall of Fame. What you definitely need to do is go to coldspringsrv.com or take a ride right up there with the elf on a shelf, um, Mike Lynch. Pick them up, take a ride up there because they got the 2023 models. They've got a great deal on the leftover 2022s. The very best deals, the very best service, the best selection. And as we know, if you need a place to store your RV for the winter, keep it easy. 50 bucks a month. So maybe even do a road trip week after Christmas. Go up to where New Hampshire. It's Cold Springs RV. The greatest people. And we want to thank them and wish them a happy holiday season. Thank them for their support, just like we want to thank our best foods and our best meatballs. And George Gray. George Gray, the real-life Santa Claus. And if you'd like to go visit him, he's at 409 Mass Ave in Lexington, lexingtontoyota.com. It's not too late. You can even check out the inventory online. You know those, you know those beautiful ads where you've got the couple out front and they're kind of ooing and eyeing, and the snow is falling, and there's a nice bow on the vehicle as it comes around the circular driveway of your 4,000-square-foot estate, kind of like Butch's house. And you can get that done this week with George Gray at Lexington Toyota, lexingtontoyota.com. A nice Prius, maybe a Tundra pickup truck. Love it. What, what, what commercial that runs all the time during football games drives you the craziest? What drives really me the craziest? Yep. The uh, pie-eating contest, Liberty Mutual. The pie-eating contest while the pigeons come? Yeah, that one speaks too. No, I th- I know where you're going, Mike. I can't think of it off the top. How about of the guy T-Mobile who sticks his tongue on a frozen pipe? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's not good. I mean, how many dumb people have said, "Oh, I'm going to try that, see if it really works," and had the tongue ripped off, licking a pipe? Huh? Why do you think hey. I'm here? <laughs> is but that Mike, the stupidest commercial you've ever seen in your life i'm gonna channel my inner glenn ordway you're making my point that's what they're saying at the ad agencies you remember the commercial and does <laughs> mayhem Johnny, does, can we the, run the, a plane out Janu? does that guy mayhem who takes pleasure when people crack their car up you know drive you off mayhem the mayhem guy. I hate. I can't stand him. I'm sick of mayhem. I used to like him. I'm sick of him. I can't stand him, and I would never buy him. I want to be him, and I would never, never use the T-Mobile product because the guy sticks his tongue in the pipe. Okay. That's crazy. How about the Geico Gecko? It's my mom's secret recipe. Geico's not half bad, but I'm, do you guys I'm know not... what Geico stands for? Uh, Get no. even in case. Of emergency, I don't a know. General why. insurance company, governor, a government employees insurance company. Wow! I only know that because it was located right around the corner from where my daughter lived when she went to American University in DC. Oh, uh, uh, she went to American. Can I bring up a couple it, other things here before? Yes. We yeah, yeah, go ahead. Maybe we should institute besides the meatball of the week, the Golden Boot Award. <laughs> that went to Messi. Yeah, well, I'm just saying maybe we should give it out every week. The Golden Boot. The golden, golden boot. 
for the best possible thing. But I'm okay. How can we possibly not even mention JD Martinez going to the Dodgers? I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. How is that possible? We didn't even talk about it. Because it happened over the weekend, and the Red Sox late last night signed Justin Turner to replace him. So they got rid of a 35-year-old DH bat who doesn't really play any defense anymore, but they, for one year, $10 million, yet they're saving money everywhere else. But they signed Justin Turner, who's 38, coming off two seasons with injuries, who's a good player, a good postseason player, but they gave him two years, $22 million. Another head scratcher. So is this almost like story How about that last year? Go? What's the deal with Hosmer? Hosmer they got rid of, which that's another head scratcher. They weren't even paying his salary. The San Diego Padres were paying his salary, yet they just dumped him for nothing because in Heim Bloom's words, what he said after that was, we knew this day was going to come and we wanted to be fair to Eric and give him the chance to sign on with somebody else. If you knew this day was going to come, what the hell did you trade for him for? Plus, they were handcuffed by his no-trade clause, right? They couldn't get anything from him. Here's what, oh, strikes, oh, oh. Me about, here's what strikes me about the Red Sox. And I'll give you another head scratcher. scratcher. <laughs> Charlie Baker, chairman of the NCAA. Well, wait, wait, Bob, let me make one other baseball point before you go there. 2018, when they won the World Series, all gone and unceremoniously dumped or left. Mookie, Benatendi, JBJ, Xander, Vasquez, and JD. Six of the nine starters in that lineup, eight position players, gone from 2018. Do we really, are we really that stupid? Isn't it clear that John yeah, Henry- Yeah, we are, Butch. We are, Butch. We are that stupid. Isn't it clear that when they had the parade, John Henry won sometime after that World Series, decided we're done spending money, we're done committing to guys, we're just They're not going to do it anymore. Done committing to winning. Not committing to running a franchise. That's a, there's a whole different layer here. They're they're done committing to winning. And Sorry about that. Go go to your Baker thing. I think it's an interesting point. No, I just I just I, on the Red Sox, I'm more convinced than ever that their that's their their priority is to have a franchise, like it is with Liverpool or or the whole, you know, NASCAR, whatever, and winning is, is secondary. It's not the point. It's just yes. not the point. Well, yes. by his actions, by John Henry's actions, the minus words, since 2018, he's finally getting what he wants. He wanted Billy Bean all along, and now he's got Moneyball. He wants to buy wins at as cheap a price as he can. I think he wants out. I think there's going to be a – a majority so. sale. At this point, if this well, is the reason, too comfortable for him. You know, his wife's chair president of Globe. Too comfort. This is too comfortable for him. He's a superstar. They're going to buy a basketball team. You watch. That's the next acquisition. NBA team. That's Charlie Baker, NCAA president of the NCAA. You know what? Good luck to Charlie. You know what the scoop on that? My mother. At the scoop on that because she told really? me that Charlie had painted his house, and so she said, I was wondering something was up, he was painting his house, and they're sprucing it up because he's probably going to sell it. So that's that was my mother's theory after because she could walk by his house every day, and she uh, gives me she likes to go down there and she was protesting, and uh, so that 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 was the scoop. Hey, Lynchy, this might be the an opportune time to 
wrap up the show on on a heartwarming note because I know you have a Christmas story about that time your dad was sick and was in the hospital involving Tony C and what he did for your family. Well, what about Charlie Baker? Should we do we should we talk about him quickly and then they can? Uh... Okay, I thought that we were. I don't know. Are we done? Anyway, Charlie, Bob, Charlie, you I brought just, Charlie up. I just brought it up. I thought it was something that we ought to at least bring up. Oh, yeah. Very My reaction is good for Charlie. If he thought Massachusetts was a mess, wait till he gets into the NCAA. Yeah. I think there ought to be portals for TV sportscasters. <laughs> we ought to have transfer portals for all TV TV people under contract, like you know, college football players <laughs> ought to sign up for a portal. Hey Bob. Somebody, what? Guess what? We're already in it. It's this podcast. It doesn't get much better than this, okay? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> no one's mentioned my hat, my Santa hat. Have you guys like it? Looks yeah, good on you. It's actually a good fit. Did it yeah. fit you before you got a haircut? Yeah. Huh? No. No. <laughs> Does your wife put you somewhere different around the house every different yeah. day, every day before the kids come down? I'm the elf on the shelf, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on everybody. Um, you have a Zoom call coming up? Oh, you have to get off which? No, no, no. I, I get you doing, are, you, are you doing a wrap up show in the World Cup tonight? No, are you sure. No. I'm telling you what, people are going to say it's the greatest sport event, sporting <laughs> event they've ever witnessed in their lives. I know they, they were saying yeah. that last night. Yeah, they did kick. Cameroon and uh, Morocco, nothing, a nil nil tie is the greatest, greatest game that's ever played. But, you know, it's a beautiful game, but it's just not beautiful in this country. And, you know, I think 50 years is pretty, I think that's, you know, a pretty good test of time. We don't care about it here. I think, I think when we were trying to put it in an American perspective, I think a heavyweight fight or middleweight during the Hagler days or the Super Bowl are the only real comparisons because it's one match, one event. You know, you can't talk about a seven-game series baseball basketball or hockey it's not the same i don't think right I, I can empathize with the english a little bit now when they've gotten to 66 years without a world cup victory for a country that that's what they do they love yeah. love 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 their yeah like the detroit lions their football well um why don't why don't they play it every year so now you know we're going to forget about it for three and a half three and a half years and well, it was like you know, the Ryder Cup. It used to be every four years. Uh, it was three years, I think, Ryder Cup. Yeah, but Mike, there's, there's a reason they do it every four years because FIFA wouldn't have enough time to do all the extortion and all <laughs> yeah. the right. all the uh, strangling that they do. Right, and find an undeserving country <laughs> to hold it in. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the Golden Boot Award today. Heim <laughs> Bloom gets my Golden Boot Award. Actually, John Henry does. Don't well, shoot not, well, it depends. If, okay, I guess we got to figure out what the Golden Boot Award is significant, you know, stands for. Is is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, I know. All right. Well, we. I love you guys. Have a great holiday. You got to go. We get. You get is it time pretty for lunch? Well, well, no, it's time soon. to get washed up. <laughs> yeah. Hey I'm guys, right. on a serious note, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. If you celebrate Kwanzaa or winter solstice, I hope you enjoy those too. All right. Thank you for everything you do for us, and thank you for the support. And uh, when it all comes down to it, 
You know what we're thankful for? What, we're Hank? thankful that uh, Lynchy is doing well, that Bob is in good hands, that Butch has that magnificent estate, and uh, I'm glad to have the privilege of spending a lot of time with you guys every week. So thank you. Merry feelings Christmas. mutual, yeah. Hank, and good health to all you guys. Happy holidays. Butch, open up the pool. But, uh, let, let's come skating in your pool, all right? I can't it? see with the sun. Open the window? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't cry. I almost forgot the most important. Bob, yeah, it is Butch's pool. Happy birthday! Bob's birthday is Saturday, Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, look at that! Thanks, look at very yeah, happy birthday to you. My kids bust my chops because they want me to get, cry. They want me to get one of those elephant covers for twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. No. <clears throat> what Dad does is spend one hundred and twenty bucks total on the water pillows and the big tarp. And the tires underneath, and then I use a sump pump to get it out. Sorry, I'm not spending Beautiful. 1200 bucks on an elephant cover. You Look got like it. A you're, you're my green underwear covering the pool. What is this? A promo for this old house? <laughs> <laughs> he asked about the pool. I didn't have a swimming pool. I couldn't afford it. Channel 5 salary. I couldn't afford a swimming pool. But oh, I, I should have come to work for Fox. Yeah. Well, my dad built this house, and he put the pool in years ago. So when I bought it, you know. It was all there. All right. Well, have a great weekend, guys. All, all right, right, guys. All right, guys. We'll see Very you. Merry Christmas. See you next bye -bye. week. Unacred Boston is a presentation of Unacred Media, a Burke Advertising LLC company. For show information, visit unacredboston.com. Thank you.